ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Good day. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us. Wishing you all the best and grateful you're starting your holiday here with us. How are we doing, guys? It's, is the collar staying up the whole time? Oh, you're and the staying chain? up. Staying up. I'm, I'm okay. just, this is just how I'm rolling okay. today. The reason why is mm. because it's a casual look, Bar Scott. It's a casual look, Molly, Kimberly, mm-hmm. because I'm leaving straight from you know where I'm going. <laughs> you know where you I'm going. You could not wait till I mean, please, it's, I'm going straight. Calm and know what time. I'm going straight to the food. I'm going straight to the food. Ain't no stuff. Gas tank is full. I'm avoiding the tolls. I got the path. I'm bypassing the parade. I'm doing it all. I'm out. I'm out. 12 o'clock, 12.01, I'm out the door. I'm out. Will I see you on the cross island? Straight to the I haven't decided. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to let everybody know the route. They might clog it for me. We ain't doing all of that. I did the straight path to the food. Why get dressed up when all I'm going to do is, is, is go straight to the food, even though I must say it, it is uh, – Pretty fly. Out. Now listen. Uh, now listen. Don't be tiger. don't be spilling that yak on your two hundred dollars suit. That's true. Two hundred dollars. Do we have a, a statute of limitations for how many times we can compliment ourselves or say how grateful hey, we are for ourselves? Let me tell you something right now. I keep telling you, it don't matter how good I look, and I do look good. It is nothing compared to how you two lovely yeah, ladies y'all setting look. The standard. I know where my lane. Did I know my lane? But that suit, I might have to get it. Bart, I have to get it. I'm balling on the budget. It's Thanks good for to see being you here today. Kimberly, thank you for being here in studio today. It. We really appreciate it. Right. You right, we got some good games. We did Let's it. get right into it. To the <laughs> NFC East, where the 4-7 and seven Commanders visit the 7-3 and three Cowboys, who are trying to keep pace with the 9-1 and one Eagles. Not all the Smiths are Cowboys haters, though. Here's Stephen A.'s nephew, Jace. Oh. What? Tell me, what's your favorite NFL team? Cowboys. <gasps> oh, that's where the hat came from. I did not know Who's your that my little nephew was a cowboy fan. Dak Prescott. <gasps> not beating the poor boy. Jace, uh, that's he's a, a cutie. He's a cutie. He's got flavor, he got, he got too, already. He swagged Absolutely. Out. All right, with that being said. I didn't said, know y'all were going to show that video. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Stephen A., is it important for Dallas to dominate Washington? I believe it is. I believe it is because I don't like what I've seen from the commanders. I think they've been unraveling as the season has progressed. Um, you know, you've got players calling them out, getting tired. Who was it, Bart Scott, that said, I'm tired of all of this? What the sound bite? I think going? it was pain. It was around pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were just going off about how every week after week after week we come in close and we're supposed to be progressing. We're supposed to be doing this year after year after year. They're sick of this, right? Well, ever since then, all they've been doing is losing. All of a sudden, Eric Bieniemy ain't going to be a head coaching candidate, unfortunately, because he was going there to be a head coach and waiting. We wanted to prove that outside of Andy Reid, he would be able to propel this offense to new heights. And at the very beginning of the season, guys, y'all both know this better than me. He was doing it. And then all of a sudden, the Washington Commanders have nosedived. And so when we look at them right now, obviously they stink. 
We know they're not impressive. You got new ownership in Josh Harris and Maj- Irvin Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson was sitting there last week, Molly, Kimberly, BS. You know what he said. He was talking about, look, hey, mm-hmm. this is what we're seeing. I can't believe we lost to the New York Giants. Here's what happened. I'm telling you as somebody who knows Irvin Magic Johnson very, very well. By the way, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, Magic. Love y'all. Here's the the deal. That man is telling you we ain't going to have this going on next year. There's a new sheriff in town. His name is Josh Harris, the the billionaire. And and Magic Johnson is one of the minority owners that's in his ear constantly. I just saw Josh Harris at the Sixers-Celtics game because he owns the Philadelphia 76ers of the NBA. I just saw him over a week ago there in Philadelphia, eight days ago to be exact. And, you know, obviously he's talking about how he talks to Magic Johnson all the time. Mm -hmm. Magic is making it a priority to highlight what he is seeing in the nation's capital. You're the Dallas Cowboys. You can't have the Washington Commanders coming in there and all of a sudden looking respectable. You got to bum rush them. You got to boat race them. You got to beat them down and treat them like the fair weather stepchildren they are. That's what you got to do in Big D today. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to do it. Usually NFC East competition is stiff. I get it. But why should I believe in the Washington Commanders right now? They have stunk. All right. Yeah, I mean, when you think about how imperative it is for Dallas to make sure that they get this win, it's because they're 7-3. and three, But they have an outside chance to maybe um, get the overall um, title. Now, we understand that Philadelphia has the Bills today. That's not a layup. And we know that Philadelphia, their schedule gets a lot harder at the end. They, they, play, they face each other, so Dallas can take care of their own business. So it's always great to be able to get that first round by. The Lions are 8-2. and two. You know, They're going to get lean because they have probably the easiest schedule. But if they have any hiccups, if you're Dallas, you want to be there to take advantage of it. And it's important that you get lean and you play the right way because whether it's fool's goal or not, you know what I'm saying? When you you know when you believe it, you know it, it can carry you through. It's all about momentum, and it doesn't matter that Dallas has played four homecoming games in a row. Um, they they're supposed to get lean and beat the teams that they're supposed to be, but it's about getting into a rhythm mm-hmm. and establishing confidence, getting Brandon Cooks, you know, coming to the party, also learning how to play complementary football, and against that inferior opponent like the Commanders, who threw in the towel a couple of weeks ago when they got rid of their two outstanding pass rushers on the outside. We all understand that Riverboat Ryan is a lame duck, lame duck coach. He won't be here in the future for the rebuild. So this is an opportunity if you're Dallas to learn how to establish the run. Also put some good formations and personnel groups. You can experiment a little bit, treat it like an extension of the preseason, and be able to put some things on film that other teams and opponents are going to have to prepare for in the future. And it's all about playing with confidence. So getting guys involved, you know, getting the tight end involved, being able to get Tony Pollard established, being able to see if you can get some formations and some concepts that Gallup is comfortable with. Because you're going to need all of that when you go against an opponent that can punch back and that's always been you know the the unsaid mm-hmm. thing about Dallas is when they go against a team when they have to take a step up in competition they fall short so what better way my friend than to gain that confidence than by beating somebody down I know when I'm on the road on Sundays and I'm at stadiums and people say Kimberly I love what you do mm-hmm. I love how you put Stephen A in his place Every single time you're on TV, that gives me so much confidence. Why would I not want to come out and do that on another Wednesday and Thursday? Come on. Now, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, the reason they need to have a big day against the commanders is because of the games remaining on their schedule and the people they are facing. Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Your Detroit Lions, right? Three, one third. Okay. Those are the teams that they have coming up. 
and this is a Cowboys team. Even now, when we talk about who are the be- what's the fa- who's the favorite in the NFC, who's the team that who's the quarterback you believe in most? Like, is Brock Purdy in the 49ers? Is Jared Goff in the Lions? Like, as good as the Cowboys have been, and as great as Dak has been playing over the last five weeks. There are still questions. There's still other teams that you're like, you know what? I actually think the Eagles might run away with the NFC. I actually think the Detroit Lions. That's why they have to set the tone today and continue that, build that confidence yeah. part. They but do you have, believe they will? That hesitation, that's the problem. Because I should be able to look at this roster, this quarterback playing as well as he is, and say, yeah, all those teams, I could pick the Cowboys to win all those games. I don't think they'll win all so what those games. So what you're admitting is that you're not decisive about this particular question. It's not about being decisive. I'm asking. I mean, I mean, is, they've been is very good at home, guys. By the way, twelve. Yeah. Oh, you just mad because people, good. you good. just good. mad because people think that I'm, when I'm it's not, me I'm, and you, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not upset at all. I know you I'm got your little. Very, co- you got I'm in a very, pop. very good. Look, this is you, the yes. black Marilyn Monroe today. Come on now. I know you ain't talking about me now. Come on now. But the bottom line, and that is not an insult. That is a compliment. Let me tell you something right now, though. At the end of the day, one of us got to be decisive. So I will do it for you. Okay, I will do it for you. Cowboys need to handle their business in this yeah. game. Send a message and send a tone. Yeah. You understand? Stop. And, and by the way, you haven't been that great against teams with winning records. We see what you have done. And so you lost to the Eagles. You lost to the San Francisco 49ers. You even lost to the damn Arizona Cardinals. Everybody that you beat up on, you beat up on the Jets and the Giants twice. Beat up on and the, the Jets, the Giants twice, New England, the Panthers. Four, I mean, five of your victories have come against last place teams. I've got a buying record at 29% winning percentage. Let's let's put everything into perspective. Can we find out what the Dallas Cowboys can do against a credible team? We ain't going to find out today because what right. we're saying is Washington ain't that damn credible. So you should beat up on them the way you've been beating up on all the rest of the mediocre teams yeah. you faced. You, you, it shouldn't be any different. And I don't think that I don't think that's asking for too much. Yeah, and it's important that they, you know they take care of business and get Dak out of harm's way because one thing that you never know is injury, right? It's a hundred percent injury rate. You don't want to get guys hurt. You want to take care of your business and be resting Dak Prescott, Ceedee Lamb by the end of the third quarter. Yeah, uh, twelve straight home wins, longest active streak in the NFL. They are favored by thirteen and a half. I think they'll be taking care of business. Guys. I, mean, I, I like the conversation, but let's be honest. They're saying it's a chance. To the NFC North, I'm saying more than a chance. Jordan Love and the four and six Packers travel to Detroit to face Jared Goff and the eight and two Lions, who are in the thick of it. The Lions have one of the best offenses in the NFL this season, averaging the second most yards per game with 400, the sixth most points per game with 27.2 per game. Uh, Bart, tell me this. Do you think the Lions, I mean, I'm talking coach, the whole team, the whole deal, are the most exciting team what in the NFL? What do we think Bart oh, Scott oh, you, is going to say? No, Molly, you know I love you, but I didn't appreciate the chuckle, especially after I watched <laughs> By Barry, by, you know, by Barry yesterday. How did I chuckle? It was just I like, love do you for think, Detroit. It was like, but you think the, <laughs> the Lions, you know what I'm saying? We take all, we're we here for all the disrespect. We, we, listen, Detroit versus no everybody. Listen, I am excited about the, the Lions. They have lived up to expectations. That's hard to do, right? They came in as a team that finished the season strong last year year you talk about Ben Johnson I think listen I don't know if they can hold him you know down anymore you know he's one of the best play callers in all of football and the, the thing that you know we talk about is how, how how this team was built this team was built to represent the city it's built tough it's from the inside out you talk about the offensive line okay they're the most exciting line. team yes, I, I love they, the soliloquy listen, but can we, I love can them. we get to yeah. the yeah. Yeah. can we be decisive it's Thanksgiving yeah. Yeah. whoa Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Bit, How come you it, were brother. not you know nice to me, Listen, listen. Sir. To answer your question directly. I was directly. very nice to you. I gave you about three Somebody compliments. here got to be decisive. Okay. 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 I gave you about three, four compliments in the first ten minutes. Yeah, Maryland was and good. Maryland was good. 
<laughs> I'm just playing. But I tell you what, I appreciate it, brother. Uh, but, uh, you know, to answer your question more directly, they are the most exciting team because they play with a level of joy of a, and excitement because they don't carry all the expectations. They're happy. They're the new kids right. on the block. They play with a youthful exuberance. And I love the fact in the Jared Goff story, a guy that was a throwaway, right. that was thought that he was, wasn't even going to be on his team okay. in the Matthew Stafford trade. You talk about how young and exciting they are. These are a lot of guys that have had a lot of hard years in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they're coming together at the right time. Mm-hmm. They, they play for a coach that I think you know, is a player's coach that mm-hmm. is exciting. I think he's bold. He's daring. He's physical. And they represent the city and the coach. They're the most exciting team in the okay. NFC, in my opinion. First of all, you're wrong. Let's get that out there. <laughs> Who, who's the most I'm getting ready to get to that. But, but secondly and more importantly, you, uh, 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 Jeff Saturday, Shannon Sharp and others, let me, let, me, let me tell y'all something. By the way, Club Shay Shay, happy Thanksgiving, my brother. Here's the deal, y'all. The camera finds you. I'm sick and tired of you looking at that damn camera. You, you don't be looking at me when you're talking to me, boss guy. You know what I mean? You're looking at the camera. Listen, the I, camera finds you on first take, baby. You got to look at us. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a look, the, the, honestly, the waves, the waves is making me dizzy. I'm, I'm just, you, you, you know, just, you, you know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. Well, I am alive. I am alive. That's just the way it goes. But here's the point. Okay. You're wrong. You want me to tell you why you're wrong? Because even though the Detroit Lions have been incredibly impressive and I give them a lot of props, let's take this one category. Tied for second in the NFL with 51 explosive plays of 20 or more yards, right? Mm -hmm. Tied with the Texans. Guess who's number one? Who's number one? It's the Miami Dolphins. That's the most exciting team in the National Football League right now. Because of that brother cheater, Tyreek Hill. When you put the ball in his hands, whether it's a three-yard drop, it's five yards, it's a ball. It don't matter. When the ball is in his hands, the brother is a showstopper. I ain't bring up Jalen Waddle. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Two and Tucker Valor throwing that football. It's something that we got to pay attention to. My son is on that team, okay? You got a whole bunch of cats that can ball, and Tyreek Hill sets the stage. Amon Ross, St. Brown, you know, 50 NFL receiving yards. The brother can ball, Porter can ball. We get all of that. Jared Goff is really, really nice to see him have a pulse and look some, give, provide some semblance of what we saw before he got to the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots a few years ago, before he was exiled out of the city of Angels, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. okay? Bottom line is this, though. They in Miami, when you talk about excitement, I'm just mm-hmm. talking about excitement. I'm not saying they would lose to Miami if they faced it, even though I think Miami could beat them. I'm saying – Pure excitement. There is no question the Miami Dolphins have to top the list with that offense led by not Tua, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. You put the ball in this brother's hands, he okay. is a show stopper. Okay. That, to me, puts them ahead of Detroit. Get Jamison Williamson just a couple more weeks to get his feet. Well, don't give me a couple more weeks to talk about right now. A couple more weeks, I might have had hit a hair club for men. I might have an afro by then. I want to hear that. We talk about right now, sir. You're not gonna have. I want to see with dread. You should get twist anyway. You know what? I'm saying no, not twist. Secure the list. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> First do that. of all, Bart, love Give you. Us you know, curly hair. You know, I West Indian man. You know. Oh, okay, geez. go ahead. Bart, you're wrong. Got that blue Steven, magic in you're, de- you're definitely wrong. I'm definitely wrong. Because the answer, if we're being unbiased, Bartholomew, the answer is the Texans. The Texans. Pause. See, as somebody who talks about, oh, great story, Jared Goff, and the great story, oh, he's gonna resurrect his career. What about C.J. Stroud? Yeah. There is no better story than C.J. Stroud this year. Because when you look at the Texans, 
Do you call it good? You good? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm always good. Okay. Because when you look at this Texas. yesterday from my new suit, by No, I was too focused on my velveteen outfit. So when you look at the Texas, this is a team. This is a team, Bar. I will look at you instead of the camera. This is a team that no one saw coming. Okay. Because people thought, oh, well, Bryce Young, he's in the best spot. He's going to Carolina with the best coaches. And look down in Houston. You have a rookie quarterback who doesn't know he's a rookie. You got a rookie mm-hmm. head coach who doesn't know. Steven? I'm listening. Who, has, who doesn't know he's a rookie head you coach. You write down your notes. I'm allowed to type mine. But go ahead. <laughs> and you look at the Texans. Nobody saw them coming. And as, as somebody who has watched them in person and seen C.J. Stroud have no fear whatsoever mm-hmm. and come back and not only beat Joe Burr in his own house, but when he's down and he's throwing interceptions, he's like, you know what? I'm not afraid of throwing interceptions. I know who I am. That kind of confidence in a rookie quarterback. You look at the wide receivers that he have. Tank Dell, Noah Brown, Nico Collins, and people are like, who are these guys? Well, those guys are balling out, too. And if we were being honest, mm-hmm. the Texans are the most excited team. I wish people would pay more attention. I mean, I did pay attention. I watched them in person, you know, first game of the season, and I appreciated how C.J. Stroud wasn't intimidated by the moment or the time. Mm-hmm. But I just like the Lions because I think, you know. Because you're from Detroit. No, no, it has nothing to do with, do with that. I just think that the, you're talking about characters. At, mm-hmm. at they're, gritty. They're, right. gritty they're, they're, they're gritty. Right. They're gritty. They're gritty. And, and, and they're primed, good. You know? They are very good. And it's exciting. I think they have an opportunity to, be, to have the best record. I, we still don't know for a fact if we're going to be able to see the Texans in the inner But we knew the Detroit Lions were coming. We knew the Miami Dolphins How many times have we heard we that? We saw it by Barry. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't hear this, this movie. We knew both of these teams were primed for success. No one saw the Texans coming, and the Texans okay. are saying That's we fair. are here. I feel y'all on that. I feel y'all on that, and I get it. Nobody's trying to take anything away from the Texans, certainly not C.J. Stroud, who's a runaway winner for offensive rookie yeah. of the year. D'Amico Ryan and Dan Campbell are the top two coaches for mm-hmm. NFL Coach of the Year honors. We get all of that, and I love what I see Houston. As much as I detest what I've seen the McNairs do yeah. in previous years, I got to give them mad credit for what they did in the hiring of D'Amico Ryan's and the drafting of Stroud and Will Anderson. So let's get that out the way. We got all of that. But at the end of the day, I want to remind you who we're talking about with the Miami Dolphins. Number one in points. Mm -hmm. Number one in yards. Number one passing attack. Number two rushing attack. You got a running back and monster averaging over Mm -hmm. five yards a carry. You got Braxton Barrios to join Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. You got Tyreek Hill as a league MVP candidate along with a quarterback Mm -hmm. and Tua Tungavaloa. They're seven and three, okay? I'm looking at them, how prolific their offense is. We see what they can do. We also see they could fall. They could be, again, the operative word here is exciting. Yeah. The operative word is exciting. We get that CJ, you're looking at CJ Stroud. Damn, he's a rookie. Let's see what he's going to bring to the table. Reminds us of Dan Marino in 1984 when he came out there slinging the football as a rookie, putting everybody on notice what was coming. Okay, We see that in CJ Stroud like right now. Mad props and love to him. But at the end of the day, when we talk about the word exciting, mm-hmm. a showstopper, it was that dude Tyreek Hill. But, but we, ne- we, we never see it against teams with a 500 or better record, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, what time am I talking about? No, mm. I've seen games in which they've lost. With how do they, how they, how they look up. on Kansas City? How do they I, look no, on Buffalo? That, I understand that uh, Kansas City, well, Buffalo, they stuck up the joint. That was just they, any given Sunday. The six inches in front of your face. Uh-huh. Now, Gino told you that any given Sunday, okay? So we get all of that. But the point is, yeah, the even in losses, like that I'm just saying, you just see Tyreek Hill showing up every time yeah. he catches the ball. You're like, what's going to happen? Because he's that electrifying. That's yeah. where I'm at with that. 
Yeah, I, like I said, I, I like to just see the show. I, you can always bank on the Lions, you know, showing up offensively with that offensive line. You know, when you look at, you know, also when they went against the Patriots early in the year, Gonzalez, we don't see the show all the time. I want to see how they how they perform against the top. Well, we want to see how the Lions perform, too. They went to Buffalo and got some – I'm sorry, Baltimore, Baltimore got smoked. All right. Let, me, let me ask you this, speaking of Listen, not trusting – Listen, bring it back to an argument, man. <laughs> Bart, tell me this. Which NFC quarterback do you trust the most? I trust Jared Goff. Ooh, right? Shocking. Because, listen, no, 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 not that. Listen, you are I, 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 no, you're no. a bit emotional. No, 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 no. Listen, because because he has one of the best. You can you can say he has one of the best play callers. Just like you know uh, when you think about Shanahan out there in San Francisco, I trust the offensive line of the Detroit Lions a little bit more than I do the San Francisco 49ers. And I think they're not so dependent on on, on their top end players. They have a little bit more depth on the offensive side of the ball. I think that you know Dan Campbell is a guy that's coaching, you know, and he's reflective. He's a guy that has blood in the ground. When you think about he played there, you think about he's a player's coach. I just think that, you know, Jared Goff, because he was a throwaway, and I think he's a higher elevated version of Brock Purdy. I think him and Brock Purdy are very similar. They're not asked to be great. They're asked to not, you know, you know, not, you know, mess up the game. But we've seen him take other organizations to the Super Bowl. So he brings that experience as well when they get there. Brock Purdy got hurt, unfortunately. But we see Brock Purdy, what happens when he didn't have Trent Williams and he didn't have Debo Samuels. All of a sudden, we start to question how good he was as a player and if he was more of a system guy. We've seen Jared Goff be good in multiple systems. He's a veteran. So I trust him a little bit more when you consider. I don't trust Dak because whenever Dak goes against a quarterback that can punch back, he's never won those type of games. He's played well, but he's never won those games. Jalen Hurts and, and Philadelphia Eagles don't look the same as they've looked you know, last year. And he looks a little hesitant. I don't know how healthy he is and then ultimately if that's going to hurt them. Well, listen, I have hesitancy about Jalen Hurts, but that's only because of the status of his knee. Yes. Okay, when he's run, he's still passing the football and wins. I like you know seventy five percent completion rate. Okay, I think like eight nine touchdowns and just one interception in that span. Give him credit where credit is due in that regard. And then when we get to his running game, obviously he's been a bit hampered, particularly since the Jets lost. But what happened prior to that? What happened since then? He runs for a touchdown against Kansas City on Monday Night Football, and so obviously if he's running the football and he's healthy enough to do so, then I got to go on resume in terms of him getting to the Super Bowl, the way he performed in the Super Bowl, the way he's been as a starter, the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles have the best record in football right now as we speak. As much as I love Jared Goff and what I'm seeing from him right now, there's no question in my mind if I got to put my money on somebody, to bet on somebody right now in terms of a level of trust, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Detroit is on a come up. Dan Campbell has instituted a culture change, deserves a lot of credit for it. But still in all, that, 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 that still doesn't usurp what we've seen from the Philadelphia Eagles. Since you both rambled on, uh, who's the best quarterback in the NFL? Patrick Mahomes. Who outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Jalen Hurts. The end. It's Jalen That was last year. Ooh. That was last year. Yeah, He's at, not the same. He's out not of these you ramble when I just got the I just got the, the baton. And, and you just handed me the baton with like two seconds. So I didn't know. Go to bump, Molly. It's fine. It's fine. I, well, I'll get you back in the next you second. You want to talk about going to bump? I didn't say go to bump. Yeah. I'll get you back. I mean, why'd you break? Got to be premature with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you give a pushback on Thanksgiving morning. You see I mean, what I'm saying? The did this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing, Kimberly. You need to talk. You know, Camila's watching. You know, Camila's watching. Like my black mother is watching. So don't. Why are you saying that on national television? You know, your mama loves me. She loves me. She gets on you about messing with me. She it's not the I other bet you way she's around. not going to like that outfit. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Mama. It's a little too casual for a holiday. That coochie? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, hey, Molly Karam here. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and much more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every single purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the pod. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Happy Thanksgiving, Brian Windhorse. We'll get to you in just a minute. To the association we go. Time for a quick take. The Celtics beat the Bucks last night, but this moment between Giannis and head coach Adrian Griffin has people talking. Giannis downplayed it after the game. Wendy, is this something or nothing? This is something to watch um, because, eight, look, in the last decade, we've seen three first-time head coaches win the title. Steve Kerr, Tyron Lue, and Nick Nurse. We can, we, it's not... Just because you have a first-time head coach doesn't mean you can have success. But when you have a first-time head coach, there's a whole set of challenges. And I'm not sure Adrian Griffin is passing with flying colors. He had his lead assistant quit right before the start of the season. He's openly admitted that he's been browbeaten into changing his defense uh, by his players. Now, players interacting with their coaches, suggesting changes happens everywhere. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And then we have here, star player debating about coming in and out of the game happens in the NBA every night. But the disrespect that Giannis showed here, it's not a great feel right now, Stephen A., with where the Bucks and Adrian Griffin are in his first couple months on the job. Why is the disrespect? Uh, just, just to articulate for me, Wendy, I don't know what you mean that the disrespect, when you say Giannis showing the disrespect. You don't yell at your coach at the scorer's table. You don't yell at your coach at the scorer's table. I, I just, just I saw. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm wrong because you, you know you was watching the game more extens- intensively than me. I was going back and forth between a bunch of stuff last night, but I watched some of the game. But I got to tell you, I didn't. I didn't see him yelling. And did I miss something? Well. This is very clearly not a comfortable conversation, and he's very clearly showing his coach up by refusing to go to the bench. It's not ideal. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize he was refusing to go to the bench. My bad. So here's what I would say to you. Adrian Griffin, I hope you're watching. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You waited years. You were assistant coach in in the league for nearly a decade. You waited a lifetime for an opportunity like this. And 
Not everybody gets to coach Giannis Antetokounmpo, a champion, two-time defensive player of the year, an NBA Finals MVP, considered one of the top two to three players on the planet Earth. I suggest you pump the brakes because, Adrian Griffin, if you are listening, I assure you the Milwaukee Bucks will cancel you in a heartbeat if Giannis wants them to do so. You better watch yourself. Now, it's not a threat. It's just words of wisdom coming from somebody like myself, Wendy, and you who've been covering the NBA for decades. These kind of things that you want to get yourself fired as a rookie coach, okay, this is the way that you do it. I covered the Philadelphia 76ers in Randy Ayers' first year, and obviously I thought Randy Ayers was a damn good coach, particularly at Ohio State before he came into the NBA as an assistant, obviously took over after Larry Brown, decided to move on to the Detroit Pistons. He lasted about 51-52 games because Billy King, then the president of basketball operations, decided to go in a different direction. Randy Ayers, obviously, they felt like didn't resonate uh, with the with the players at that particular moment in time, and a very good guy. You didn't see this kind of stuff happening, but I remember when Glenn Big Dog Robinson wasn't perceived as having the greatest relationship, and Billy King decided to go in a different direction, which I absolutely abhorred and I was ticked off about. But in the end, I think it sends a, it sends the kind of message that people are talking about. When you have stars on the team, and they ain't vibing with a first-year head coach, they will bounce that coach out there in a heartbeat, Molly and, Brian and Wendy, in yeah. a heartbeat in Absolutely. the NBA, more so than in other sports. In the NBA, they will do it. Adrian Griffin better be very, very careful, or he'll be out of a job sooner than he can say his last name. All right, let's get to another superstar with clout. That'd be Kevin Durant. He had 32 points, leading the Suns to a win over the Warriors. But Wednesday's game added another incident to the long conflict between Golden State's Chris Paul and referee Scott Foster when Paul was ejected after Foster slapped him with two quick technical fouls. It was Paul's seventh career ejection. Here's CP3 postgame. It's personal. Yeah, we had a situation some years ago. And it's personal. I got to do a better job making sure I stay on the floor for my teammates, but it is what it is. I'm sure I see him in a game seven soon. All right, marinate on that for a second. Wendy, break this down for me. What is your reaction to this ongoing saga we have between CP3 and Foster? Okay, so Scott Foster is one of the most valuable officials the NBA has. And the reason he is is because he will make any call, anywhere, against anybody, at any time. And to have a guy who's not afraid to call a foul in a Game 7 on the home team is valuable. But, like all of us, Scott Foster is flawed. And his flaw is that he allows his ego to get involved in situations. His ego is probably what enables him to be such a good official. But we have seen this repeatedly throughout his illustrious officiating career, not just against Chris Paul. Stephen A., there was a game last year involving the Toronto Raptors where he ejected Scotty Barnes at the end of the game, and it was a jaw-dropping ejection. It made absolutely no sense. This happens. Scott Foster rides the line, and this happens. In the case of Chris Paul, this particular situation here illustrated why I'm not sure that the NBA should have Scott Foster officiate Chris Paul games anymore. And I know why the NBA always has, because if you don't do that, it indicates uh, a white flag. It indicates that your system doesn't work. But Scott Foster couldn't keep his composure here. Now, Chris Paul 
is legendary for the tricks of the trade and tweaking this and tweaking that. And Chris Paul at times has been guilty of antagonizing many people in this league, including officials. And yes. he antagonizes Scott Foster here. But it is not Chris Paul's responsibility to keep his composure. And you can see in this interaction that there is a moment where Scott Foster turns his shoulder and loses his composure. Now, I don't put much credence in the playoff record with Scott Foster and Chris Paul. And that playoff record is 3-17. and 17. Chris Paul's teams are 3-17 and 17 when Scott Foster officiates in the playoffs. Let's just say that right now. Uh, my former colleague, your former colleague at ESPN, Tom Haberstroh, looked up the numbers, Stephen A. 15 times Chris Paul's teams were favored in those games, 3-17. and 17. I have been at many of these games. I was at the game this last spring where Chris Paul's Phoenix Suns won against the L.A. Clippers, breaking the 13-game losing streak. I have never felt that, that, that his officiating against the team uh, has affected the outcome of the game. But his officiating against Chris Paul has yes. affected things, and it affected things here. And so I would just say that after watching this and in Scott's inability, as great of as an official that I believe he is, his inability to keep his composure here probably to me is the tipping point where you just need to move on from these two on the same court. I totally agree with you on that last point. They do need to move on. They don't need to be on the same court together. And listen, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, I, I, where I do disagree with you is that you're not favored in 15 of 20 games and you're going 3-17 and 17 and it has nothing to do with the officiating. That's not an accident. That's too big, too glaring of a coincidence to ignore. 17 games. I'm sorry, 20 games. You're 3 it's, and it's 17. It's a compelling stat. I you're agree. 3 and 17. And in 15 of those games, you're favored. And Chris Paul is telling you that the man, it's personal. It's personal. Now, let's understand who we're talking about when we're talking about Chris Paul here, okay? We're talking about one of the greatest point guards in the history of basketball. You can slice it any way you want to. He's not a champion. We get all of that. Chris Paul. Considering his physical stature, playing a below the rim, being a quote-unquote quintessential point guard, is one of the greatest point guards in the history of basketball. Incredibly brilliant. A basketball savant. Here's the problem. He's such a basketball savant that he can highlight better than most the mistakes officials make. So because of that, if you're an official, you can have a player whining and moaning and complaining. That's not Chris Paul. Chris Paul is complaining, but if you ever talk to Chris Paul, which obviously I have, you have, et cetera, et cetera, Chris Paul will grill you. He don't just make statements. He comes at you with questions. He comes, how did you make that? Explain to me how this happened. Did you know this rule? Did you know that rule, et cetera, et cetera? He literally interrogates you. So if you're an official and there's a hiccup in your game in any way, figuratively speaking, he will expose you and he will spend the game calling you out because he wants you to get things right. That's how he is. So in that regard, it could be incredibly frustrating for a guy like for a guy like Scott Foster, who's been around for ages, who know, who's widely and universally respected in terms of his capabilities. The one blemish he has on his career is that it is clearly personal with Chris Paul. There is no denying it. And you saw it there again last night. Now, I don't agree with Chris Paul that there's going to be some game seven they'll see again because based on what I'm seeing from the Warriors you'll be lucky to make it to a damn game five they really need to turn their season around make no mistake about that but the flip side to it is that there is no getting around the fact that Chris Paul is making very very valid points about 
personal animus that exists. And here's the difference between Scott Foster and guys from the past like Joey Crawford and Steve Javi and folks like that. If it were personal, they'd let you know. They let you know ahead of time. Yeah. You didn't have to figure it out. You didn't have to search. You didn't have to find out from a third party or whatever. They told you to your face. This is what it is. At least you understand what you're dealing with. The problem with Scott Forster, in my opinion, is that Scott Forster tries to give the impression of pristine professionalism when it comes to Chris Paul. And that's not the case when it comes to Chris Paul. He's not pristinely a, a professional when it comes to Chris Paul. It's personal. Yeah. He's not objective. He can get subjective. And Chris Paul clearly gets on his nerves. And he's shown it from time to time. And that's why I think that Chris Paul needed to point out what he pointed out last night. And the NBA needs to do something about it. Because I'm here to mm-hmm. tell you, Molly, Scott Foster, no disrespect. I understand that Chris Paul ain't Steph Curry, he ain't LeBron James, but I'll be damned if we ain't come to see him more than we came to see Scott Foster. These officials ejecting players, having no regard for the paying customer who came there to see a damn basketball game, need to get checked. Scott Foster does not need to be on the same court as Chris Paul moving forward. We'll see what happens. It was also personal last night for Coach Pop. His former player, Kawhi Leonard, was in town as the Clippers faced the Suns. And even though he's on the opposing team, his former coach still had Kawhi's back. Popovich grabbed the announcer's microphone with Leonard at the line for the first of his two free throws and asked the fans to stop booing. Take a listen. Excuse me for a second. Can we stop all the boo and let these guys play? It's got no class. It's not who we are. Stop all the boo. Essay, was Pop right to address the fans there? <sighs> no, he was not. And that's tough for me to say because Greg Popovich is a five-time champion, one of the greatest coaches in the history of basketball. And no matter how truculent he comes across in front of the cameras, he's a good man. And people who know him love him. Um, And he obviously is very protective of players, present, both present and former. I can appreciate that. But there's a couple of things that need to be pointed out, Wendy, that I think is incredibly important, even on this Thanksgiving morning. Number one, when he talks about class, and we're better than that, Respectfully, Coach Greg Popovich, does that apply to you in terms of how you treat the media? You ever see him do an interview? During Thank games? you. Is, the, is Thank that you. class? That's not class. There's nothing <clears throat> classy you. about that kind of behavior. Um, let's get that out the way. It's very, very important to point that out. Greg Popovich hasn't been classy. Matter of fact, if he hasn't been downright truculent or acerbic, I don't know what else to say about it. That's number one. Number two, the paying customer has a right to boo Somebody now, if he was saying that in, in 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 support of one of his players in San Antonio wearing a San Antonio Spurs uniform, it would have more basis. It would have more credibility to that argument. But the city of San Antonio watched Kawhi Leonard push himself out of the city, out of the organization. Um, what's wrong with them booing him? They're not throwing anything at him. They didn't call him out his name. But should they, they have any gratitude for Kawhi in his time? It in doesn't matter. The, the fans get to make that choice. The point that I'm trying to make to you is that if they don't like the fact that you left, that you're no longer wearing a uniform, Spurs uniform, you are the enemy. Hostile confines on the road is part of sports. And if they're booing Kawhi Leonard, okay, then that's their right. 
And Popovich said at the end in the press conference post game, he said, "You know, you don't. What was it? You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't poke the bear." Well, you don't poke the bear. I, yeah, I understand that point. In other words, Kawhi Leonard's so great, he's gonna eat us up. But that's not what he went to the microphone and said. He said, "Show some class. We're better than that, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Well, damn it, you're not supposed to be. If you're the fan base supporting the home team, and that's the visitor. If it's the visitor, you want to be is you don't want to be you don't want to cross lines, obviously. But booing them, that's a part of it. And for Greg Popovich to grab the microphone and to and to try to you know just just you know go off on the fans in his own way. I thought was off kilter and out of pocket. They're the paying customer. They're the reasons Greg Popovich gets paid what he gets paid. It's the reason the players get paid what they get paid. It's the reason the organization makes the money that it makes. And more importantly than anything else is the absence of consistency from Greg Popovich. When Greg Popovich talks about class in terms of how I believe he's a classy individual, I believe he is a good man. He certainly has always, always been decent and respectful to me. I love Greg Popovich, even though I haven't really spoken to him in recent memory. I respect him, and his resume speaks for itself. But this man is very, very, very off-putting and downright disrespectful at times to folks in the media on camera. You don't get to then grab the microphone and talk to people about class when you do that. I'm sorry. Wendy, where are you on this? Okay, so Greg Popovich doesn't need to hear all the accolades from me. We know what he's accomplished. I have traveled the world with Greg Popovich covering Team USA. I have seen Greg Popovich in private moments. He is a wonderful man. I have watched him in restaurants walk through the room and hand money to everybody who works at the restaurant. I have seen him be wonderful to people behind the scenes when when nobody's around. I've seen them be wonderful to people in front of the scenes. I can go on and on with this. One of the most brilliant coaching moves I've seen in the last decade happened during the 2021 Olympics in Tokyo where the Americans were going down to the Australians in a game the Australians have been preparing for for a decade. And Popovich, in one of the most gutsy moves I can remember, pulls out a a triangle in two that knocks the Australians back. Kevin Durant gets a couple of shots. It was an absolutely brilliant coaching move that should be remembered. You know, Team USA is just assumed to always win, but it was, it was an absolutely brilliant coaching move that saved the Americans winning the gold medal. I don't need to keep going on about this. He's remarkable. He is also at times condescending. And this came out last night. And what in this moment will not define his career. It may not even define his week. But he can be condescending. All the things that he can do, he can be condescending. That was extremely condescending. It felt like you were back at recess at lunch or in your, in your you know, eating lunch and the teacher came on and said, you're being too loud. And the fans, to their credit, thought it was BS and they booed louder. Because even as much as they love Popovich, they knew he was out of line there. And a lot of times his condescension does play itself out with the media. Um, the media, if he doesn't want to treat us in a certain way, that's fine. He has treated me wonderfully. He's never been really condescending to me, but obviously it's happened. He was condescending in this moment. He knows he was condescending in this moment. And the Spurs are the worst team in the NBA. They've lost 10 in a row. Maybe that has something to do with it, but that was, he was out of line in this moment. And I think he wakes up this morning knowing that, and I expect him to say something about it, or I hope he does at least. Okay. We'll leave it there. Wendy, happy Thanksgiving. Thank happy you so Thanksgiving, much for being buddy. with us this morning. You too, All guys. All the best to you and yours. Enjoy. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 0023. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Quick takes, let's get it. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Stephen A., do you give the Seahawks a shot to beat the Niners at home tonight? I give them a shot. I just think they're going to lose, but they have a shot. I mean, when we see what they've been doing, the way Geno's been playing, Metcalf has been playing, and what have you, they've got a running game. They've got a bunch of young lines on their squad on both sides of the ball. They can be very competitive. Obviously, you've got the NFC West division premise on the line, but I just think that as long as the San Francisco 49ers have Trent Williams and Debo Samuels in the line of healthy with IU, with Christian McCaffrey, with George Kittle, etc with Kyle Shanahan calling the place where Brock Purdy looking the way that he looks when they're all on the field together. I just think the 49ers are the best team in football and should be, honestly speaking, when healthy, the Super Bowl favorites. That's how I feel about the 49ers. So, of course, I've got them winning this game. Yeah, and Gino not 100% with that right up. That's right. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app 
to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One.